Welcome back, you guys. What is up? You're listening to the Vinyl Frontier Podcast. I, I fucking forgot the name again. <laughs> I, I, as I was like, as that was coming out of my mouth, I was like panicking last minute. I, I started the sentence, you're listening to the, and then I was like, by the time I get to the, I better remember what the name of this fucking podcast is. <laughs> and I we did. Just, <laughs> we, we just said two friends, three questions, like for like, oh, like a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, on our defense, it's it's it, it's the new frontier. Ah, so, see what you did there. Ah, yeah, ah, ah. <laughs> uh, yeah. You really figured out the uh, the audio there for the intro song because wow, that was loud. <laughs> Good. That's what I yeah. I've been I've been working on it. <laughs> I I love how this episode where I'm, I got a few, few things planned where I'm gonna play you a few music clips and I'm too lazy to actually like load them up into the re- recording software. So I'm literally just gonna record them with my mic that's facing me so if you know anything about audio um that's you don't do that this is yeah but you know we're lazy and the audio quality is gonna suck but who cares it it is what it is you get what you pay for exactly and it's free so yeah this 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 should be fun to edit for me (laughs) oh it'll be a blast yeah yeah well uh also hopefully the editing is going well i've been doing them we're four in and most of the episodes haven't come out. So if there's issues, well... <laughs> <laughs> we will find out <laughs> in about six episodes from now. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll be halfway done with the podcast yeah. before we finally like, oh, yeah, there's just a... <laughs> it's just... <laughs> we upload every episode. It's just static. <laughs> Nobody told us. Uh, no, I listen. I, I think you've been doing a pretty good job. I listened to a little bit of the first episode that came out, and uh, yeah, you did. You did pretty good. So, <laughs> yeah, I I actually ended up EQing a bit, which ah. I didn't. Yeah, you know what's weird is I have to boost the mid in your voice, and I have to boost the treble in mine. Ah, interesting. Okay. So apparently, you you don't have like your voice is stronger when I boost mids. Interesting. Well, it'll yeah. be a weird one today because I I don't know if you can hear, but I'm definitely I, I'm I'm coming off a cold. Well, I don't know if I should say I'm coming off of one. I just started like yesterday, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty optimistic. Yeah. Well, that sucks, man. I I wondered you you seemed a little more all over the place than typically you are, <laughs> and that would explain a lot of things. All you, over the place. Well, no, you just, you seem a little bit more like, I I can always tell when you're busier or you have more stuff going on because it's harder to like get a clear answer from you ah, about okay. certain things. You're more vague huh. when, when things aren't going, not bad, but like they, when, when you're just like busy or you have something else that you care about. 
<laughs> okay. That's something I did not know about myself, I guess. This is two that, friends, three questions. So we're getting yeah, into it. <laughs> right. Or I'm just fucking weird and I just really overread every every text, every phone call I ever have with you. It's one of the two. It's yeah, one of the two. Fair. I love that. Uh, yeah. What was our opening jam? Because that was awesome, Ooh. and I, honest to God, didn't know who that was. That was Have Love, Will Travel by the Sonics, um, a, oh. uh, a, a, a mandatory garage rock uh, addition to the playlist. Um, the the Black Keys actually do a cover of it on one of their, like I think it might be like the Big Come Up album, but it's originally by the Sonics, and it is just peak garage rock. So I figured it'd be kind of fun to start off with that. Yeah, no, yeah, that was super. That was super dope, and I think I, I think I know about the Sonics. I just haven't really dwelled. Garage rock is weird because I'm really into it, and uh, when we get to the grunge episode, plays a very pivotal role. Uh, absolutely. Um, yeah. and I and I don't I don't think I've done that deep dive very well. I I always love it when I hear it, but I never. Yeah, I never really like have have really like gotten into it. I don't know any of the bands. Yeah, you really should get into it, but not right now because uh, I was planning on talking about that a little bit for my what you cranking. So, oh okay, <laughs> perfect. I, I'll hold on. I probably should have picked a different song since I was basically going to talk about like that song again at the end. But you know, it's so fucking good. I had to. <laughs> oh yeah, no no no, so cool. Uh. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Anyways, uh, welcome back. Uh, Mitch has got a topic for us today, but before we get into that, we didn't have a way to open this. And then I remembered that I learned something the other day. Oh, no. And I kind of wanted to, to talk about it. And it's only slightly music related, but it is a little bit. So... Over the past few weeks, uh, through my mother-in-law... Apparently, one of my cats kind of got slightly Reddit famous. <laughs> okay. So, How's this? So she used to watch my wife's cats, who are now our cats, but at the time they were my wife's cats. So she used to care for them when my wife couldn't have them live with her. Mm-hmm. So she had this really cute picture of Cotton after he got spayed, and... um he was he's like sitting next to cotton balls and his name i have a white cat named sure. cotton so right hilarity ensues yeah. um but she was insinuating like oh they you know they chop my balls off what do i do and i i believe <laughs> i believe the subreddit was like cat legal advice or something like that okay. it's a very that, deep cat that's really sub- niche yeah <laughs> <laughs> So kind of weirded out that my mother-in-law is on Reddit, let alone that she posted a picture of our cat, and it had about like 700 and some updutes. Okay, okay. I hate that she said updutes. Don't like that. Oh, yeah. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I have a very odd relationship with Reddit. Um, (laughs) um, So, yeah, not astronomical, but it was a lot. It was a lot for Cotton. He's gotten more than me. That's right true. fair yeah <laughs> um so and then i started perusing reddit and i forgot that i follow one person on reddit <laughs> yep and it is you okay oh shit <laughs> and i happened to hop on your reddit i was just thinking and... like i don't know if i do anything too embarrassing but i bet i'm we're about to find out 
<laughs> well, you were, I, yeah, it, it's really, I don't have many jokes or anything to roast you <laughs> okay. for. However, you're very active on Reddit. Uh, I, it's probably my most active, yes. <laughs> but I do have some questions that we have to sort through. <laughs> okay. So I'm not going to say your username. I don't, I don't want to leak. Yeah, don't dox me, but, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't want to dox you. Um, however, I did see a post on Vinyl Jerk that you Oh, had. love Vinyl Jerks. R slash Vinyl Jerks. Go subscribe. <laughs> so I'm assuming it's like Circle Jerk, with, but with vinyl? Yes. Okay. Oh, God, wait. You... I know exactly what you're about to say. <laughs> yes. okay. I can't believe I didn't tell you this. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I'm assuming. I'm assuming yeah. the same post. Also, if you don't know anything about Reddit, I'm so sorry. Yeah. So Vinyl Jerks is basically where they make fun of vinyl collectors. Um Almost every other post is like a repost from the subreddit r slash vinyl, and they'll just completely roast people. They have their inside jokes about like making fun of like they they call like the uh, dark side of the moon. They call that gay triangle. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that that King Crimson album with like the, I don't even know what it's called, but you've seen the record cover. Yeah, they call in it the mountain of the whatever. Yeah, they call that album the Red Screamy Man. <laughs> <laughs> Red screamy man. I really like gay triangle. You're right. <laughs> and I, I may have to call it that from now on. So that's So that makes a lot of sense. And I and I and I assume it's in the same vein of like R slash circle jerk with just something similar. I don't know. Regardless. Yes, you did post on there. So you, you you posted a what does my collection say about me post in which you had six Lionel Richie albums <laughs> sprawled on your floor. Yep, yep. Um, th- three of them are the same album, then there's two that are the same album, and then there's another one. I, I only own six Lionel Richie albums, and three of them are the same, so... <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, you did, however, keep your the tops of your feet yep. in the picture. Yep, you gotta. <laughs> which I I have to go through this a little bit. So I saw this and I thought, okay, obviously a joke here. Second off, oh god, Mitch didn't like he kept his feet in the pick. And then my thought was, Mitch kind of doesn't have great feet. And well, then the you, first man. the first comment. <laughs> Is if you're dancing on the ceiling with that collection of misshapen toes, you should see a podiatrist. And I was like, oh no, that seems really mean. <laughs> like that's a, like, a very personal they, attack. Look what they did on to my, my dude's boy. feet. <laughs> but then your your response was was pretty good. If it's me, you're looking for. This is what a lifetime of flip-flops does, which I've never seen you wear flip-flops. It's called fashion. I, I want to say that you put sweaty and not sweetie. I did put sweaty. Okay. <laughs> that so, was intentional. Yeah. So I so I guess my question is, was this... Po- it, this feels like a very curated post from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So th- this is a this is the meme lord side of me. Um, no, okay. vi- and, and I really. <laughs> oh, there's that cold. Uh, no, vinyl jerks brings out the meme lord in me because um, basically that was based off of there was a 
uh, a series of posts in like r slash vinyl and it's just like the worst subreddit to follow because it's got all these people that are completely new to vinyl collecting which i'm like not a you know i, I i'm not like a what do you, what do you call them like I'm, I'm not gonna i'm not a gatekeeper that's the word i was looking oh, for oh. um but all they do is just post the same picture of the same albums, and it's always Red Screamy Man and Gay Triangle. <laughs> gay Triangle. <laughs> and, yeah, it's like, hey, look at me. Validate me. Please validate me. I have Gay Triangle. Um, but then they also – well, well, the other funny thing is th- they'll always take a picture of their records on their floor, and you get a feet pick in there every once in a while. So that's the other joke about r slash final jerk. They're obsessed with feet picks because you can't take a picture – a vinyl on your floor without like your shoes or your feet being in it. So it's like, gotcha. um, and then there was just this, like ev- this uh, trend a couple weeks back where people were like, what does my record collection say about me? And then they'll post their entire, like, you know, probably like 10, 15 albums that they had and like hoping for some debate or validation, I guess. And vinyl yeah. jerk was making fun of it. And I was like, Oh, I have six Lionel Richie albums. No one else does. I guarantee. <laughs> It is so a high like, number. Yeah. <laughs> so I decided to make a little joke there. No, no. It, it's <laughs> very funny. Like very funny. Um what was your reaction to the to the top comments? Oh, what, what I, I I pretty much knew they were gonna be roasting my feet. <laughs> I, I I before I even posted, I was like, Do I really want my feet on the internet? Is that is this a whole is this <laughs> Is I mean, this I'm a road I want to go down. Yeah, it's it's going on wiki feet. Like, just so you know, right. especially if we get any notoriety, we you are. It, I mean, I will. We will make it OnlyFans. I will whore you out. I would absolutely feet. start an OnlyFans. Yeah, why not? I mean, we're gonna make so. I mean, we we're gonna make so much money. Well, I and and granted, I, I did say that your feet didn't look great. I I, I don't think any men's feet. No, great. yeah, that's true. That's very true. <laughs> to your defense, I, I don't want to see any man's feet. Exactly. At, at all. Um, and there's, there's another post that I don't have any question about, but it uh, it did make me laugh. Uh, on a on a post... Uh, God. Oh, on, on a post on vinyl deals, r slash vinyl deals, <laughs> somebody had the Fugees, and somebody put Fugees and Funyuns. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and your, your comment was, the deepest cut. Respect. <laughs> Which kind of made me laugh because you don't talk like that. I don't talk like that in real life. But so I, I think know, I'm seeing a very personality. I, I'm just meeting a different Mitch, and he's yeah. And I'm meeting Reddit Mitch mm-hmm. for the first time, mm-hmm. so it's quite of an experience. That's really funny. Uh, so there, you also have on the Weezer subreddit a very long response. <laughs> I don't even want to read because wow. That is a huge response to this guy's inquiry. I mean, this is a full-blown discussion. Yeah, man. We, people go on there and discuss Weezer in detail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... It's a lot of memes, too. <laughs> okay, I'm kind of... Sorry, I might edit some of this out, but I'm, I'm, kind, of, I'm kind of reading through your... I, I guess what's happening... Is that um, is is that yeah? You're much more active than me. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, you, 
just the subreddits that you're on, man, are just making me laugh because you're just it, it's you're not just putting a comment, you're putting like a paragraph on like the Arrested Development subreddit <laughs> on the Reds. Oh yeah, you asked like an actual baseball question on the Reds subreddit I that even so. I was like, I don't even know what he's talking about. Like, it, I I'm just seeing a side of you that like I guess I just don't yeah. see. You know? no, yeah, that's fair, man. Well, I guess here's my my reasoning is to me, Reddit is the most fun because if you're going to follow a social media, Reddit is curated in a way that almost like your TikTok algorithm is like people are obsessed with TikTok because it's exactly what you want to see. And that's exactly what Reddit is like. I want to surround myself with other Weezer fans and I don't want to have to listen to unlike Facebook or Instagram. I don't want to have to follow my friends who are just posting boring weird shit that i don't care about <laughs> i want to seek out fellow weezer fans and fellow arrested development fans <laughs> right uh well this this one's this is this one's pretty good so on uh, r slash vinyl releases uh somebody posted the smashing pumpkins melancholy and the infinite sadness with the link as they do and you put sir this is a wendy's <laughs> i did <laughs> oh that was probably a comment to something i don't know <laughs> Oh well, wait. Sorry, the you're you're correct. I thought you just put that. No, that'd be so weird. But the comment was removed by a moderator. Uh, okay. So <laughs> probably just some dumb bullshit. But but your comment had four uh, upvotes. Oh, sweet updutes. Yeah, so I'm See, gonna go I ahead. And, I'm, I'm making it, it five, baby. I'm giving you a little updute, dude. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, that's. That's pretty much it. Like I said, not a not a lot to actually roast you about, but it was it just um... <laughs> stop stop looking every yeah. time. I get nervous every time because, <laughs> like, for example, because I keep reading and I'm seeing everything out of contents, and I'm like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> On r slash vinyl deals, somebody posted about Garth Brooks, no fences. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> and then you just have a comment that says, "The families need closure." <laughs> <laughs> it's like what is this possibly about oh, i'm hilarious <laughs> okay that is in reference to um i and i'm not a avid listener oh it's the but... top comment no, let's go ahead and updo that <laughs> uh tom segura's podcast they are they make jokes about um garth brooks and how he when he was going through his chris Gaines phase um how he kind of and if you watch some of those interviews he's like a really weird guy and tom segura made the joke that mm -hmm. he seems like a t serial killer so he he posted that like and then it kind of went viral that all of the tom segura fans were like commenting on every single tweet that garth brooks had there they were saying shit like where's the bodies garth <laughs> just shit like that <laughs> that's pretty funny that is a very <laughs> Just fucking niche ass comment. <laughs> it really that, is. <laughs> and a and I'm a, a couple. It's the top comment. So maybe like you're, uh, maybe you get it more than I. But I've never put anything on Reddit that has gotten any traction. <laughs> so, but yeah. So that that's really it. It just it made me laugh. I saw some stuff and I was like, I have to, because that's what happened. I I saw this picture picture of my cat and he and he was doing pretty well for himself. And you know I was I. It was trying to get him to collab, you know, and ride this this you know streak of clout oh, yeah. that he's getting. Yeah, his money uh, train. Then, 
But I, but you're the only person I know in real life that I follow on. You're actually the only person I follow on Reddit. I think same, same to you. I think. <laughs> so, and then I went around down a, a quite a rabbit hole of <laughs> your Reddit posts, and it was just I was just sitting down there giggling. Well, I I'm glad just, it, I, I'm glad it brought joy to you. <laughs> it did. It did. It, it made a lot of sense. It made a lot of sense. Um, but all right, well, yeah, that's all I had. I just wanted to talk about it. But yeah, anyways, so Mitch, Mitch kind of has this episode. Uh, he has a topic for us that I kind of know about, but kind of don't. And I also have some thoughts that might come up. So I'm I'm gonna turn it over to you. You uh, you walk us through this thing. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. So I want to talk about outsider musicians today. And before I do, I need to add a disclaimer to this. Um, The very first thing I want to just get out of the way is um, a little trigger warning, um, if you will. Basically, um, uh, let me just start by saying this. (laughs) I'm not sure where to start. Um, Okay. You and I are musicians. We absolutely love it. It is what we feel like we were born to do. Um, One of the reasons we started Knuckleball is so we could collab on some not only musical projects but artistic endeavors really any artistic endeavor that we felt called to do um and i feel like that's the way most musicians are um there's this japanese word ikigai which basically means something that gives a person a sense of purpose um basically a motivating force that brings fulfillment and the only it 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 basically means you you do something because no other reason than you need to do it um there's no financial benefit to it there's no fame there's nothing really except for the fact that this is what i want to do um i i'm a i'm a firm believer in the fact that music is for everybody and if if you know if writing music is something you want to do uh if doing podcasts is something you want to do, if singing is something you want to do, even if you're not a great singer, I think you should do it. Um, so all artists have something that burn inside them, something that demands they create music. Um, that being said, normally when you think about an artist, you think about the great artists like Bob Dylan, uh, Prince, David Bowie, um, the list goes on and on. Um, but there are definitely a handful of artists out there that have that same desire in them but none of the talent none of the awareness um the not the technology none of the basically none of the means to do this um and it also happens that a a handful of artists on this uh, outsider music spectrum also do have mental health conditions and we're not making fun of them in any way. In fact, I want to do the opposite. I want to praise them, um, praise them for their willingness to put out music, even though it's kind of critically flopped. And I'm sure people have made fun of them. That's not what we're doing here. Um, so that was my longer than I wanted to be disclaimer. (laughs) Um, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, really good disclaimer because I do know at least some (laughs) of the people that you might talk about, um so yeah like wholeheartedly i think what yeah i i think that's a really good disclaimer and i'm gonna hop in and just say absolutely i 100 percent agree and even if it kind of sounds like we're making fun of them we're not making fun of them because we're talking about the music mm-hmm. and that's what we're talking about we're not yeah. talking about the people absolutely man and yeah so well so yeah that being said um first i need to just define outsider uh music 
Please do. I find it very vague and a little. It's yeah. It's it is kind of it's kind of complex. There's a lot that goes into it because, so basically, outsider music is music that's created by either self-taught or this is straight from the Wikipedia page, self-taught or naive musicians. Musicians have musicians who have little to no uh, musical experience. Sometimes who exhibit childlike qualities in their music. Um, and then the term outsider music was popularized in the 1990s by a journalist slash radio DJ named Erwin Chusid. And I'm going to read his little kind of summary of outsider music because I think it kind of sums it up pretty well. Um, he says, there are countless unintentional renegades, performers who lack an overt self-consciousness about their art. As far as they're concerned, what they're doing is normal. And despite paltry incomes and dismal record sales, they're happy to be in the same line of work as Celine Dion and Andrew Lloyd Webber. Their their vocals sound melodically adrift. Their rhythms stumble. They seem harmonically without anchor. Their instrumental proficiency may come across as laughably incompetent. They get little to no commercial radio exposure, their followings are limited, and they have roughly the same likelihood of attaining mainstream success that a possum has of skittering safely across a six-lane freeway. Harsh. (laughs) Yeah, that one, that felt a little mean, but I guess I get what you're getting at. (laughs) The outsiders, for the most part, lack self-awareness. They don't boldly break the rules because they don't know there are rules. Um, which I love that last sentence because when you think about outsider music, you think about like alternative music, rule breakers, you know, people that are novelty acts, if you will. Um, uh, for, for example, one, one album that I always like am well, I shouldn't say I'm intrigued by it because it's a bad album is Lou Reed's, uh, metal machine album. Have you heard that album? Mm. No, but I do know it's infamy. <laughs> yeah. I listened to a couple minutes of it, and then I was like, nah, I think I'm good here. Uh, <laughs> basically, Lou Reed's Metal Machine album is this concept or experimental album where he set two amps like front in front of each other and recorded the, the feedback that they made. So basically, for an hour, you're listening to a guitar feeding back, and it's the most pretentious up your own ass of an idea that heroin fueled idea i should probably add that i yeah it's just terrible and so that is not outsider music because that is a pretentious idea by a guy that's like hey what if we do this outsider music is basically made by musicians that don't know what they're doing is not traditionally considered good yeah i (laughs) Um, i ideally the thing you're supposed to do yeah exactly so that was kind of my brief summation um so i do i do have a couple people that i do want to talk about um let me see yeah so the first person i want to talk about his name is wesley willis um he is a street artist from chicago um and he he was born in 1963, and he pu- uh, he started putting out music when he was like uh, probably like a teenager, his teen years, um, and he was also diagnosed as a schizophrenic when he was 26. Um, so because of that, he's made some really really interesting music. He fronted a band called Wesley Willis Fiasco, and um, he sang did, slash did like spoken word. Um, but the crazy part about like Wesley Willis is that like. 
uh, he he was such like a genuine good dude that he became friends with a lot of people from the Chicago music scene. Um, he was friends with like Eddie Vedder and um, the guy from ah, I can't remember his name. Anyway, he 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 was he was pretty popular for what for what he uh, f- for what's considered a, a outsider musician. Um, so. He had a few songs. Here's the here's his basically top five songs on Spotify. Song number one, Rock and Roll McDonald. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> you know Wesley Willis? Now it's starting to ring a bell. Yes. Um, he had a song called Suck a Caribou's Ass. He had a song. <laughs> That's <laughs> a, just funny. It's great. <laughs> That's just funny. <laughs> he had a song called Vampire Bat. Um, and then I want to play you a little bit of this song called I Whooped Batman's Ass. Batman got on my nerves. He was running me a mouth. My internet's buffering. <laughs> Makes for bad radio. <laughs> yeah, it's got a buffer up. So, so you get it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> That is uh, Wesley Willis. Um, so, <clears throat> the only thing I know about Wesley Willis is the yeah the McDonald's song, um, and yeah. I know that because it is in Super Size Me. Oh, is it? Did so, if that. you have seen Super Size Me, it's that song where he's like Ronald McDonald, you are an asshole. <laughs> yeah. So, a, a lot of people actually have probably heard him because of that, because oh. because everyone's seen Super Size Me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, that's uh... <clears throat> one other. I, I want. I have one more Wesley Willis song. I want. Oh, play do you? Okay, and yeah, I think yeah. you're gonna like this one a lot. <laughs> That is a song called Dave Grohl by Wesley Willis. And dude just loved Dave Grohl so much that he wrote a song about him to him. Yeah. For him. Yeah, man. So yeah, that's that's fucking hilarious. So he he's kind of interesting because to me that sounds self aware. So by the definition, I I would see. Here's my issue with outsider music. I don't yeah. want to get into this too early. I I'm you, this is very curated, so I want you to continue. But I do have to hop in. This is my issue with outsider music. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. He's not having a schizophrenic episode 24 hours of the day. <laughs> that is true. And that, oh, that's a tough one to start out on because Wesley Willis, um, I will say, is not my favorite outsider musician because, the well, most of his songs are just kind of funny. Um, <laughs> it's not it's that, super funny. <laughs> not yeah, that yeah, you yeah. can't be an outsider musician and have a sense of humor, but the other ones are a little bit more, the other ones on my list are a little more tortured, if you will. yes i there's one in particular that i know that we will get to that i have a lot of opinions on yeah um but well i don't know but yeah no like for example that so then but by the definition he's not an outsider he's just he makes funny music because if he's aware of what he's doing 
therefore it's not outsider music. Yeah, I I got you know what I, I mean. That's just my that's my two cents <laughs> is all. But but you would still kind of consider him that because he's not really making music for you to like vibe out to. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> You, you know he's he's making music that you play for your friends that you laugh at because it's funny but i do think it's intentional yeah that's fair and i should say i i, I haven't done uh as much of a deep dive through his discography that i as i should <laughs> right. but i i i mean i am genuinely curious does he have songs that aren't like quote-unquote funny like does he have more serious songs like you know and maybe <laughs> yeah yeah i i guess that would kind of be the question but yeah because i well actually i'm sure he does i haven't listened to him but i was looking on spotify earlier and he he literally has songs called like schizophrenia and um he has a song called fuck you i don't know uh, i don't know <laughs> hmm, hmm. but yeah it could be um all right so yeah that was anyway that was uh that was Wesley Willis. Um, so basically, I have three, mostly three musicians that I kind of want to just take a look at. The next one is um, <clears throat> a band called The Shags. Um, they put out an album called Philosophy of the World. And actually, when you came to Fort Wayne to visit me one time, we went to a record store. And I found this at a record store, and I was, like, super excited about it because I had heard about this record. Um, and I've, I've listened to a little bit of it on Spotify, but I, I'd never seen it like on vinyl. So um, basically, the quick story behind the Shags is um, in 1969, I think, um, there were three sisters, Dot, Betty, and Helen, Helen Wiggin. Um, they basically, their story was they came from like a super poor family, and their dad was pretty much the quintessential like asshole. Like he... Um, was overly strict and didn't let them basically have childhoods. Um, He was super strict and he was also like, he, he probably could have, we could probably hold a new episode on just him. He probably had his own issues because basically um, he went, when he was a kid, he, he, the story goes when he was a kid, he went to a palm reader who read his palms and told him that he would one day marry a strawberry blonde woman um, he would one day have two sons, and then one day his daughters would form a popular band. And the first two predictions came true, so he said, well, I guess it's time for that third prediction to come true. <laughs> so he pretty much sold everything that they owned um, and bought his daughter's musical instruments. Um, he bought out studio time for them, even though they showed no interest of playing music, starting a band, writing songs or anything like that. They definitely didn't have any skills to do it or musical knowledge. Um, But basically he rented studio time and they put out this album called philosophy of the world, which is 12 songs that they recorded in one day. Um, And it is just all over the place, man. The guitar, they basically having never picked up an instrument before recorded an album um and it does sound that way (laughs) the guitar chords if there are chords are just nonsense the drummer sounds like she's trying to play a different song than the rest of the band (laughs) right yeah (laughs) um but yeah it's anyway here is one of the the hits from the shag album called my pal foot foot Internet buffering. buffering. (laughs) (laughs) 
all right, I'm just going to give up there. My internet sucks apparently. But yeah, it's um yeah, go listen to it. It's 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 a it's a wild ride. But basically the reason we're even talking about the Shags is because um this album kind of like it sold a thousand copies, nobody ever really paid attention and it kind of went under the radar until the 80s when Frank Zappa went on the Dr. Demento radio show and basically covered two songs from this and uh apparently Frank Zappa was a huge fan and some of the other big musicians weird musicians of the time cited the uh, philosophy of the world album as one of the greatest albums they had heard including kurt cobain had said that <laughs> um at one point it was on like the uh yeah it was on the rolling stones like worst albums of all time list but also i think best albums of all time i think simultaneously both <laughs> wow that if that is true that that actually is the most interesting thing because you said go listen to it and my thought is fucking don't bother <laughs> yeah pretty much Be, because yeah. you could just read about it and you get it i i i think that if you sit there and and really listen to the whole thing and listen to it with a critical ear you're gonna hear stuff that will surprise you because that's what happens every time i do hear stuff from it but this is where i'm like such a fucking skeptic because you told me a lot about the dad of these daughters and i didn't know any of that information it kind of makes me wonder did he know what because why why do this why did he think that this is what the palm reader said should happen so did he like go in knowing like you know what they can't play instruments i'm gonna have them make noise like what is the what is the fucking <laughs> This one I'm I'm totally more in for. This is outsider music because it's literally people who can't play music playing music. Yeah, f- being pushed into it by their father because they have, the crazy part about this band is like they don't really they haven't expressed any interest in making music. Um, yeah, it's not like wild. they're. It's not even like they're doing their best, <laughs> right? You know what I mean. <laughs> so it, I I don't know. I guess that's more interesting. I don't know. I get oh God. It's I have, <laughs> I have so much trouble with like the shags in particular because I'm just like. It, I guess my question for you is in particular with the shags. I mean, I know Zappa. Okay, I, I could believe Kurt Cobain said it, but I guarantee you in the back of his head, he's like, they'll think anything I say is <laughs> gospel. True. Yeah, he's yeah. like, whatever. Yeah, I fucking love that band. <laughs> you know, I I, I really. I, maybe he did. I don't know. But I, I find it sarcastic. But I guess that's my point. Do you think there's anything to glean from it? Um, In the context of outsider music, yes. Um, it, it, the, What I glean from it is I enjoy listening to something different. Um, and I'm not saying different in a better way, but... One of the, I don't want to get too ahead of myself because this was basically going to be one of the points that I kind of wrapped it up with, but we can kind of start taking it home. Um, one of the things I genuinely enjoy about outsider music is that if you go to listen, turn on the radio, pull, put up, you know, any, any walk into a Walmart, there's going to be commercial music playing, literal commercials. You watch a Chevy Colorado commercial and there's going to be this Bruce Springsteen song. Um, every music is so... Uh, Music is just so corporate, 
corporate nowadays that most musicians out there write it for well number one because they do they do want to make music but a big number two possibly number one is they want to get big with it they want to be successful and these people that are putting out outsider music um kind of know that being successful from it isn't ever going to be on the table for them um so they just put out what's on their heart and to me that what that's what makes it so beautiful to listen to especially when it comes to daniel johnson which is my number three and my absolute favorite outsider musician because he toes the line between outside music and genuinely really really good music um so basically daniel johnson um he was he was diagnosed with bipolar disorder um in the 80s and he kind of got his big come up by wanting to uh put out put out albums and he recorded these like cassette tapes in his parents like garage and stuff and um he at the same time worked at mcdonald's so he would literally pass out his little mixtapes that he made uh to customers like every customer that came through the drive-thru would be like hey check out my mixtape <laughs> whatever um and that's one of the things that got him so you know successful is he just anybody that he met he'd be like hey check out my music check out my music um so much so that he moved down to like Austin, Texas to like live with some of his musician friends and kind of rubbed elbows with a few like famous people and ended up getting like a recording deal, I think from Rick Rubin. Um, he he was signed to a record label um, and he's he's probably he's probably the most successful uh, of the uh, outsider musicians uh, out there. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, because of his like bipolarness, um, he, he had, he was pretty dark, man. Watch, I I mean, you don't have to, but there's tons of documentaries about him. I watched one on Tubi a while back, um, that kind of blew my mind and it, it really made me like sad just to kind of see what was going on under the hood. And, uh, one crazy story that, that happened is like, uh, he had a show, I think, in Austin, Texas, and he wasn't living there at the time. And his dad, I think, flew planes in, like, the Air Force or something. So his dad was his, like, pilot. So he, his dad was flying him back from this show, just the two of them in, like, a two-person plane um, after their show. And he had this manic episode where he freaked out and basically he ended up pulling the ignition out of the plane and they had to crash the plane and his dad somehow managed to land safely um and they weren't hurt or anything the plane was completely fucked but yeah basically he just had these kind of like crazy outbursts and episodes of really just dark times and and i think the music kind of really conveys that because again he's not one of these people that's making i'm gonna whoop batman's ass song he's making songs that bear his heart about lost love and and stuff that he experienced and yeah it's 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 good man he's great (laughs) yeah yeah daniel johnson is the one i definitely know um i had a buddy who got really into him and i've listened to his a lot of his music and yeah i mean i do i do like it um i don't dislike it um I I have like two issues with Daniel Johnson. Mm-hmm. One, I never think that I don't know his mental health journey. I would say that if he did nothing to take care of himself and pursue the things in life to potentially be healthy, 
uh, I don't think we should ever support that. Yeah, I, yeah, I, that's a good point. I shouldn't self-ingrandize mental health issues and say, oh, yeah, he's a tortured artist, man. They're great. Well, and I, and I don't think that's what you're doing, but I guess I, I've heard people do that. Mm-hmm. Like, listen to this crazy dude. Listen to how good his music is. And my issue is, like, that is very much sort of, first off, no different than corporate music because it, 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 it dehumanizes the person making the music. Yeah, yeah. And turns them into a commodity. And, and it has nothing to do with, I would rather Daniel Johnson never play music again as long as he's okay. Now, I don't know that part of his life, so he could have been, like, medicated. He could have, like, sought out, you know. I mean, he went through bouts where, where he was okay for a while and then sure. went off the medicine and that kind of thing. Sure. And, and yeah. people and and people with severe enough mental health issues to be medicated, like, yeah, definitely do that. So, so and that's different. Um but I guess, like, I got to go back to this term about outsider music because then, like, to me, Pink Floyd was outsider music. Because Sid Barrett in the early, it was the same fucking thing. <laughs> it's not like they were writing, hey, man, <laughs> like, if you listen to early Floyd, like, like the Sid Barrett Floyd, I mean, it's fucking nonsensical. Like, yeah. it sounds wild. But you're not dancing to it. You're de- you're <laughs> sure shit not putting it in a Chevy commercial. <laughs> <laughs> and if you do, I want to see that Chevy commercial. But he had <laughs> undiagnosed mental health issues, did way too much acid, and and unfortunately was completely insane by the end of his life. And and, and so to me. I get outsider music. I get a little tired of like the nomenclature involved without because mm-hmm. I'm just like I'm like come on man. Then in that case, yeah, Floyd. Then why is Floyd not outsider music? Well, was so you'll have to help me out here. Sid Barrett was the the drummer? original the original singer. The singer. Okay, was he a good singer? Yeah. <laughs> then he can't be an outsider musician. But Daniel Johnson's a good singer. No, he's not. Well, he's a good songwriter. He's a good songwriter. Yes, I'll give you that. But his his guitar abilities and his vocal ability or his vocal abilities, he's not known for that. Well, yeah, but Sid Barrett wasn't. Yeah, like Sid Barrett wasn't playing arpeggios, <laughs> dude. He was a he had musical. But that's the whole point. Like Sid Barrett had like the musical genius thing. But not because he was a musical genius. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like, that's the part that to me would make it outsider music. But I find the term kind of a, li- a little a little silly at times because it's just like it, it feels like a category for where we don't know what where to put stuff. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. I I can see. Th- yeah. I I mean, I would agree with that because there there is a there there's a fine line between outsider music and non because like comedy bands, their comedy bands exist. Tenacious D, Flight of the Concords, they're not outsider. They're 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 very self aware of what they're trying to do. They're trying to make people laugh. Um, it's right. just a different, you know. Yeah, I I guess like, and I don't know why I'm harping on it so much. I guess it's just like because I've never understood this genre. Of music, because when people talk about it, I'm just like, that's still fucking music. Like, it's not out 
Yeah. To me, outsider music would be like, to me, the Shags are the only good example because they weren't musicians. I don't know what the dad was trying to accomplish. Like, I guess because of how much he believed in the palm reader, he would just thought it would be successful. But, like, they don't know how to play instruments, so why did you spend money doing this? (laughs) What did you think would happen that the record would sell? His perspective (laughs) is the one that bothers me in that one. Because I don't know what he thought he was doing. I think he was trying to be commercially successful. Like, he he thought that they were... They would blow up, and it would be the greatest, most ingenious art ever created. Well, weirdly enough, he was kind of right, though, right? <laughs> I mean, if you ask Frank Zappa and Kurt Cobain. Uh, right. <laughs> so then that's weird. Um, that's another conversation. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. I don't mean to. I, I'm, I'm also very interested in it myself. Like, mm-hmm. I am. I'm interested by. So there's a new era of this. And that is YouTube and karaoke machines. Uh, Okay, to me. Because you know what real outsider music is? Do you remember that video of that, like, Palestinian dude doing guillotine by Death Grips? (laughs) I don't think so. Oh, I've definitely shown it to you, but we must have been drunk. But there is just some dude (laughs) from some, some country in the Middle East. He seems very Middle Eastern, and it's... And it's guillotine by fucking the death grips. And it's just, he's just got a karaoke machine and all these weird visuals in the back. And That's it's just him hilarious. going, echo, 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 guillotine. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, yeah. Like, it, to me, that's outsider music because I don't know what is going through his head. I don't know why he thinks it sounds good. And it just doesn't, you know? And it's just, it just seems, and it's, it's cringy. It's cringy. It's a little bit more cringy, I think, is the modern day version. Yeah. But to me, that's that is true outsider music. Fair. Um, I think just like I think I think the Daniel Johnson the Daniel Johnson thing bugs me because he's just like he just he fucking he fucking had bipolar. That doesn't make him an out like it. It. I don't know. It. I don't enjoy the term and I don't typically enjoy the people that get brought up in it because it, because like, uh, the first guy, the McDonald's guy, uh, Wesley Willis, Wesley. Thank you. Wesley Willis. The thing that bothers me about that is it's so clearly transparent. Like just because you have schizophrenia, (laughs) you, you, (laughs) we don't even know. We don't even know what a schizophrenia manifested as. Because you don't have to have auditory hallucinations to be schizophrenic, so it's just like he did he he may not he could have been totally fine. <laughs> it's just there's just elements of it that just feel really fucking just just hipster bullshit about it, and it just I I get it like the shags I think is the best example because I would never be able to compute that together. Who sat in the control room? And was like, <laughs> the fuck? I don't know, but I would have loved to have been there. He's just, he's had a hard, he's like, he's just like, oh my God, it's fucking Tuesday. <laughs> You're doing it. How many songs are they doing today, Bill? <laughs> I gotta go home. I have What's kids. Uh, 
You paid in advance? Uh, okay, okay, I guess we'll do it. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm quitting tomorrow. <laughs> it gets done, and they're just like, well, you want to do another take? Bill, I swear to God, I'll murder you in your sleep if you ask them to do another take. We're moving on. <laughs> I just, that's the one that doesn't compute. But yeah, it's yeah. it's wildly interesting. And I and I guess I do like the the conversation that comes out of it. You know, I just... I just, I think, until somebody can properly explain to me why Sid Barrett, who was a fucking Looney Tune, did his shit, and why they're not <laughs> outsider music, and then Daniel Johnson is, I then I'm just like, I, then I just don't really think it's a thing. I mean, Pink Floyd is one of the most commercially successful, but well, I, I, well, I, yeah, but not commercially then. successful, not then, but now, yeah, now they are. After Sid Barrett died. <laughs> coincidentally yeah i mean gay triangle is one of the best vinyl selling records of all time yeah a lot of people love gay triangle but nobody talks about pink cow i don't know i think i think they had a pink cow in one of their, i don't know i i've as as tends to happen when we do these episodes you prepare a very thoughtful very thought out episode and i'm just like yeah i don't i don't know i don't know about that no i mean you did bring up a couple good points um yeah, I mean, just to wrap it up, like I, I, I think the reason Daniel Johnson is my favorite is because um, there's something so. If you do go listen to his music, and you don't have to, um, there is definitely something childlike and innocent about it. Even though you know that the backstory behind it, I think makes it even better because you know all the stuff that he's going through. And again, I don't mean to self-aggrandize anything, but nobody is putting out as honest as lyrics as he is because it's not going to be commercially successful right. there there's no awareness for what is good again it keeps coming back to that line they don't know that they're breaking the rules because they don't know there are rules they're making music because they have to they, because they they have a a primordial need to make music and they're fulfilling that by making music and it's refreshing to listen to someone doing that in this day and age when everything has become so corporate and you know yeah yeah and i yeah and i and i will say that yeah because what i hate my version of it that i hate is um every single guitarist that you see on social media yeah <laughs> it's always look at how fucking sick i am look yeah. at my seven thousand dollar guitar look at my twenty thousand dollar amp look at all my pet and they're great musicians but in the same sense, are they? Because take all that away. Take all that away. Can you still make art? Mm -hmm. And that's yeah. my question. And I would I would struggle. I, I would imagine a lot would struggle. Cause what that's it, what I yeah that's what I love about one of the that's you just peaked one of my favorite things I love about like music and especially like the uh, MTV Unplugged like Nirvana Unplugged is one of the coolest albums yeah. because yes you know like you know, uh, the the you know the songs rock but if you take away the distortion and the power chords like is it still good can it stand alone and um, you know well speaking of Daniel Johnson. Daniel Johnson kind of blew up because Kurt Cobain um, wore one of his uh, album covers as a t-shirt on like Saturday Night Live or something. So he was a big fan too. Hey guys, Eli here uh, doing a weird kind of little punch in. Um, I wanted to hop in because uh, this end of this episode is heavily edited. Uh, we went on a lot of tangents and I wasn't really able to, I wasn't able to get much 
that I was thinking into the proper words, which you, is probably not surprising. Um, I just wanted to hop in and say, I think it kind of sounds like I'm shitting on Daniel Johnston, which I'm not trying to. Um, what I was trying to say, and I said it immediately once me and Mitch turned off the podcast, is that as a person who has mental health struggles and as someone who has essentially had uh, episodes, um, I don't care how good the music I'm making is. Um, please get me help. And I guess that's just the part of this that I'm just unable to relate to or understand or anytime I talk about Daniel Johnson or anybody, you know, like that, um, I have to look at it through that lens. So for me, it's a little bit harder to enjoy. Um, and that's probably unfair of me, but uh, literally as soon as we turn off the podcast and we were just talking, I, Mitch was like, Oh yeah, you probably should have said that. So <laughs> I wanted to put what I was trying to say into words and, uh, and yeah, do that. Uh, so yeah, that's all, uh, uh, listen to the rest. Uh, uh, bye. It's like you said at the beginning of the episode, we're not here to sit here and make fun of anybody. And of course we didn't mm-hmm. because all, all of them have a place. I think you can make fun of the Shacks a little bit. <laughs> there's nothing really enjoyable about the Shacks. Like, yeah, and as far as I know, they didn't have mental health issues. They were just children <laughs> that tried to write an album. They, so, and I'm sure they... Fair I, play. <laughs> right. And I think they turned 18 and probably said, Dad, I'm fucking out of here. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, there you go. So, unless there's some dark, sinister part of the Shacks that we don't know about. <laughs> no. Um. But yeah, so well, I think we pretty much covered it. But Mitch, do you yeah, have anything else that I think so? No, man, that that was it, man. I just kind of wanted to celebrate some outsider artists that um, I think deserve a little bit more uh, discussion. So yeah, it, I, uh, but anyways, well, besides listening to uh, <laughs> cats fart in a tin can, <laughs> Mitch, what have you been cranking? <laughs> Uh, okay, so I hinted at this at the beginning because of poor planning on my part, but I have been listening to a bunch of garage rock. Um, I am obsessed and I have been basically um, 60s and 70s garage rock. And there's not like any particular bands, mostly just because I listen to a bunch of garage rock playlists. Um, and I do urge you to go, if you are kind of wanting to get into garage rock, start with like that Nuggets album they put out a few years ago. I, I uh, it, It's basically a compilation of a whole bunch of different 60s uh, garage rock songs um yeah it's literally just called nuggets one and two um and uh yeah man i think it's really cool to listen to because it's old music but it also delves into psychedelic music um kind of psychedelic before psych was psych you know uh (laughs) dig it sorry i didn't mean to laugh while you're talking it's just (laughs) You said, yeah, it's just called Nuggets 1 and 2. And then in my head, I was like, man, they really missed an opportunity because they should have called it Nuggets 1, Nuggets 2, and Nuggets for you. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, you should be on their marketing team. <laughs> I'll, I'll send them an email. <laughs> yeah, send them an email. <laughs> but uh, I, I was actually listening to it a lot this past weekend because I was out. Where it, it, I, I tend to listen to it a lot when I'm out, like um, – working on stuff in the garage because it's some older stuff. And actually this past weekend, um, uh, I was working on something in the garage that I'm not quite ready to talk about yet, but, um, publicly, but pretty excited about it. Stay tuned. Um, Erica's dad was over there helping us. And whenever he comes over, like I have this little Bluetooth speaker that I play music off of. Um, 
And I, I, I'd never want to put on anything like too new because I know he judges my musical taste. <laughs> you ever hear so... a Daniel Justin? <laughs> exactly. I'm not going to bust out. I whooped Batman's ass for my father-in-law. <laughs> I would I don't love think to get he his gut reaction. <laughs> I can't imagine him listening to that. <laughs> but but garage rock is a good kind of uh, genre for uh, for for him because it's like rock, but it's also like you know not your typical radio rock you know but. sure 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 yeah <laughs> anyway yep check what about you what have you been cranking you're gonna hate mine i'm sure i will yeah <laughs> they're already on the playlist but i i so i view i have you you tend to treat what you're cranking kind of like a plug like not all the time <laughs> yeah, a little bit yeah but you know you want to use it as a, i genuinely like i view it as a question so when you ask me what have i been cranking I have been cranking. Once again, I'm back into a phase. I'm listening to all their albums. Rage Against the Machine, baby. <laughs> oh, God <no>. damn, <laughs> it still sounds... I Look, and the reason I, I wasn't going to say it, I was not going to say it on the podcast, but I'm bringing them up again, and here's why. I don't have but one friend who likes Rage Against the Machine, and I just, I'm going to go out and say it. I'm going to say it. You're all fucking wrong all right <laughs> i don't care if you have degrees from berkeley i don't give a shit anymore everyone's wrong rage against the machine is fucking awesome they're literally by political ideology to this day and i owe them a fucking lot they're probably i used to drum along to their albums and they fucking they fucking rock so i don't know why everyone shits on rage against the machine <laughs> I think there's worse music to sh- shit on. I I don't think I've ever once shat on them. Um, so let's get that right out of the way. Well, um, I-, <laughs> I guess you haven't, but you seem to roll your eyes, like kind of disappointed. Yeah, mostly because I have yet to really discover that. Well, I mean, I'm past my I, I'm past the point because, like, knowing what I know now, like it hits differently than when you probably discovered them when you were like 13 and wanting to rage against the machine. <laughs> I'm like, oh, the machine is ever. Yeah, it's, I'm over the machine. <laughs> Nah, man. We can't beat it. I've I've discovered. I'm just I'm a, I'm a sleeper cell. <laughs> I'm telling you, they start telling me if we start burning books, I'm immediately going to just fucking just go absolutely anarchist <laughs> mode. All right, I just I'm a I'm a sleeper cell, just dormantly, patiently waiting. <laughs> I think I'm just I'm just too tired to rage. I come home <laughs> and I have I have a lot of chores to do. It's been a rough day. That's the best time to do <laughs> chores, like... dude. Put on rage against the machine and act like you're mopping up oppression. <laughs> mop, mop up oppression, rage against the machine. <laughs> Even that one where he's like, "Come with it now." It's like, no, I don't want to come. I don't. Like, you come. guys can go. Yeah, you guys go. I'll I'll drive separately. <laughs> Yeah, so sorry. I, I was going to ask if you want to put down Rodeo. Down Rodeo. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Definitely will. That, that's what I heard. I was like, ah, it's been <laughs> three months. Time to listen to their entire catalog. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, yeah, I just, I can't, ah, I can't shake it. Yeah. So, but Nothing yeah. wrong with that at all, man. Love it. All right. Well, that's been this episode. We talked about outsider music and uh, Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> Is Rage Against the Machine outsider music? They I say mean, if fuck you ask a lot. Republican. <laughs> <laughs> <If> you're Republican. <laughs> yeah, for 
Warner Brothers they are. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for tuning in. We'll have another one next week. Uh, and until next time, uh, beam, us, beam us up, Scotty. <laughs> Thank you.